Alright everyone, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giant Sports Talk and Entertainment. We're still in the kitchen, getting back up to the Online Big Blue Studios tomorrow, Saturday. But today is Friday, the 21st of May. Getting closer, getting closer to the start of season, getting close to training camp, getting close to the players reporting, getting close to just getting close. Wanted to talk about something today. I did a video yesterday about players that really needed to step up to uh, to to continue their career, not only in the NFL but with the Giants. But I kind of wanted to talk about and address some breakout players for the 2021 season. These are guys that have maybe have already started their career arc the right way. They may have started it the wrong way. They may just be guys that I feel are um, on the path to, to to making that jump to the next level. And there, there, there's a couple guys I wanted to talk about. And the first guy I wanted to talk about is Andrew Thomas. I like Andrew Thomas. I liked Andrew Thomas out of college. I said that the Giants were going to select Andrew Thomas because I got some, I got a little bit of tidbit of information from someone who told me he was the most pro-ready tackle. Now, that did not work out as expected because with the draft, the draft is a crapshoot. You never know what you're going to get. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So it was the draft. I'm not a smart man, Jenny, but I do know what the NFL draft is. Think of it this way. A career is not a sprint. It's a marathon. There are too many players that have started out with a bang and then just tailed off. And there are plenty of players who were, I don't want to say inept their first year, and then went on to have Pro Bowl careers. I'm not saying Andrew Thomas is either one of those choices. But I do think he'll have a breakout season this year. I do have a feeling that last year was an aberration. I don't know how much the ankle injury played into him not playing as as well as he should have. I don't know if the combination of Will Hernandez on his side of the line was a factor. We've said it before. You watch Shane Lemieux come in, and for, I would say, a good five, six weeks, Andrew Thomas was the player we thought he would be, and then he kind of regressed again. Sometimes the speed of the NFL, it, it takes players a little, some players a little bit longer to adjust. So you can look at the tackles taken after him and say, well, we made, the cho- we, we made a bad decision. We should have we taken this guy. We should have taken this guy. You know, you, you have a philosophy as an organization, and you take the player that best fits that philosophy. And I think Andrew Thomas is a smart guy. I think he has the physical talents and skills I think just the adjustment to the NFL that first season was a little rough for him. And I do think there were some, you know, factors in reference to, you know, starting as a rookie and who you played with on the line. And we take a look at some of these other guys that everyone likes to compare them to. And I don't want to compare them to anybody. You know, they're different situations. Each situation is different and unique. He has the talent, he has the size, he has the strength, he has the ability. He just needs to settle himself in. And in a lot of ways, the way when he kind of when, and I've said this before, when Will Hernandez went out and Shane Lemieux went in, we saw a different player. We really did. We saw the attacking Georgia Bulldog. We saw him go after. We saw him move the paw. We did not see him get pushed back as much. Now, also, if you think about it, if he really, you know, if the ankle injuries were significant enough, you know, backpedaling on a bad ankle, that's that's not easy. And then to put up with the pressure of a, uh, you know, an interior lineman or an exterior lineman or a defensive end or a linebacker coming at you, 
That's a, that's a little that's a little bit of a tough task. I even said it a couple times during last year's video. He seemed a little slow at he seemed like a half a second slow coming out of his stance. And again, that could be the speed of the game and also could have been injury. But I have a feeling that he is going to maturate into a better player. Is he going to be the perennial Pro Bowl tackle? I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows if the guys taken after him are going to be, if this was their peak year. We don't know. I've said that, said that a million times. But I think that he will have a much better season. It'll look better optically for the organization. And he'll have a better opportunity and a better chance. And Daniel Jones will enjoy having Andrew Thomas over at the left tackle position. Another player I want to talk about real quickly is Darius Slayton. Darius had the second-year drop-off. There's no doubt about it. There were some issues in reference to the quarterback play with him getting the ball. Sometimes he was the quarterback ignored Daniel Jones, of course. I don't like saying Daniel Jones because people are like, well, you're just picking on Daniel Jones. No, I'm not. Sometimes he ignored one side of the field, and that's, that's something he's got to work on. But I also feel the league adjusted in year two. And I've said this a million times. Once the league gets film on you, that's it. You need to adjust as they adjust to you. You need to make the proper changes, the, the understanding that you can't do certain things because now defensive coordinators have that film on you. And I think in some ways there was two issues with Darius last year. I think the league adjusted. And I think the Giants tried early to make him a focal point. And what happened was teams just kind of game planned a little bit to shut him down. Because they weren't scared of Evan Ingram. They weren't scared of Golden Tate. You know, they're not they're not fearful as much of Sterling Shepard. And it was easy to know that Darius was our only deep threat. And so now you add in the kind of smooth sounds of Kenny G. Darius should maintain and receive additional one-on-one coverage. Because at this point in time, if you also have a healthy Saquon Barkley, who are you going to double team? Who are you going to use for safety help? Are you going to focus on Saquon on the backfield? Are you going to turn around and try to cover Kenny? And that's going to leave the middle of the field open for Kyle Rudolph and Evan Ingram. And so that's going to leave one-on-one matchups all over the field potentially, especially if Tony can, even if Tony early on is a decoy, that's a great decoy to have because defensive coordinator is going to be more worried about Tony than anything else, even if we're not moving the ball towards him. It's an ex- uh, it, it's, it's just, I just think that Darius, I was going to give a bad example, but I don't want to give the bad example now. But I think Darius will find his niche again. He will find his role. His targets probably are going to be a little bit more limited because with the addition of Kenny G and Kyle and also healthy Saquon Barkley, but I think when his opportunities are available, if Daniel Jones can find him and get him the ball, it is going to be a dangerous combination right off the bat. And I think that is what we're going to need to focus on. My last breakout player, and he's not really a breakout player because he's played at a fairly high level, and that's going to be Dexter Lawrence. Dexter, since he's been in the league, has shown ability, has shown flashes, has shown he can be... He could be that run stopper. He, he's shown that he can move the pile. 
And now with the subtraction of Dalvin Tomlinson, he is going to need to have that more on full display. And the Giants, for some reason, I don't know why, even going past Jonathan Hankins, have an ability to find defensive tackles. A lot of times they find them in the later rounds. Going back to Barry Cofield. <laughs> um, going back, I could go back even further to Jim Burton. So you can go back even further than that, but I don't, want, I, don't want, I don't want to lose people by having the dullness of my age. But he is going, Dexter Lawrence is going to have to step up even more. He's going to have to now turn into a perennial pro bowler. Because without that safety cushion of Dalvin Tomlinson next to you, you are going to be the man in that middle of the line. Plain and simple. You know, everyone could talk about Danny Shelton. But the problem is, if people look at Danny Shelton statistically, he's actually rushed the passer better than he has played the run over the last three years. His run play has deteriorated over the last three seasons. Austin Johnson, we don't know what we're going to get. He's he's not really a full-time player, which is fine because he's a good rotational guy. But Dexter is going to have to step up. Dexter is going to have to take more of a focal point of the defense and that interior line. He's going to have to be a more of a voice in the meeting rooms. He's going to have to be the guy that controls the center of the field. And I should rephrase that center of field in reference to the interior line. He's going to need to be that guy. He's going to need to be that anchor. He's going to need to be that Snacks Harrison. He's going to need to be that Jim Burt. He's going to have to be that guy. And I think he can do it. I, 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 I have total faith and confidence that he can do it. It's just that he is going to just have to step up a little bit more, play a little bit better, and be on the field a little bit longer. And again, this is Telling Online Big Blue, bringing you the best of New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you can like, you can subscribe. If you bring the blue thing to the news, that'd be awesome.